Hey, damn guys. Welcome to Book Club Member Comics. My name is John Salinas, and I'm here with... Bobby Loveless. I'm Danielle. Hey, you damn guys. Hey. It's comics time. Yay. This is our book club podcast. We're reading comics. We're talking to our friends. And now Danielle's going to tell you all about it. I'll tell you all about it. So we're going to read comics and we're going to talk to our friends. Back to you, John. Oh, no. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's not what I meant. What's happening? So we're going to read a thing. We'll tell you what we're going to read. You'll read it and we'll also read it. And then we'll talk about it and you'll listen to us talking about it. And then you'll talk about what we talked about when we talked about the thing that we read. That's a hey damn guys. You'll send in an email or uh, you know some sort of social media comment. Yes. And uh, we'll talk about what you talked about when you talked about us talking about the thing that we read. And that's friendship. And that's a book club back to you john awesome that's awesome. what i'm talking yeah. about yeah yes no that's, that's what i'm talking yes about. That's what I was talking about. classic all right let's get right to it we're gonna go on to our listener feedback listener feedback listener feedback from the feedback <laughs> <laughs> yes you read a story we talk about it you hate them guys us it's a book club. Get out. We have it's a, a voicemail message from Robert Noonan. Robert Noonan. Book club member and voice actor. Extraordinaire. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Hey, you damn guys. Dark greetings. <laughs> so, I don't have much to say this time except for two things I forgot to include last week. Firstly, the fact that Kyle Rawlings also co-hosts the Legends Library podcast with Lisa Mountain, where they talk about Star Wars books. I'll include a link in the email. Secondly, that Out of Us link in the page of the island that I sent you. It's Helena Blavatsky, who you might remember from the Curse Bells. It's cheating a bit because oh, she's an actual historical okay. figure, but I think it still counts. Hmm. Oh. Okay, the Out of Us link. Now I get it. Um, that's brilliant. I hadn't even thought of that. Helena Blavatsky, she's referenced in the Hellboy comics in some of the little footnotes and stuff like that. And then she's also a character in the Baltimore comics. Anyway, oh. that's a great connection. Thank you for pointing that out, Robert. Always great to hear from you. We also heard from Mark Tweedell. Mark Tweedell. Book club member. Yes. Mm -hmm. He said, oh, you're reading Dracula Motherfucker next week. Excellent. And very well-timed, as it just so happens that next Wednesday, Alex DeCampi and Erica Henderson will be debuting a new graphic novel, Parasocial. And yeah, it comes out this month. It oh, says cool. October 4th. So there you go. Um, that's the week that this episode comes out. That's all we had in the feed bag this week. Ah, light feed bag. feed bag. There wasn't a lot to eat. Light snacks. Yeah, some light snacks. All right. So just uh, just closing up the feedback here, I just wanted to, you know, send some love out to our good pal Christopher Egan. Yeah, Christopher Egan, we love you. Yeah, book club member. Yeah. Extraordinaire. Chris is going through some rough times, and, uh, you know, we're just thinking about him, and, you know... Uh, yeah. We're thinking of you, and we're sending you all our love. Yes, and friendship. And friendship. Just know, you know, that we're here We're here for you, even though we can't physically be there. We're through the airwaves, yeah. you know, thinking of you and sending you friendship vibes. Friendship and love. We love you, man. Yes. Yeah. And now we can go on to our next segment. What do you see? What do you say? Yes. What are you seeing and saying, Aubrey? Uh, so this week... <laughs> I uh, oh, he's ready to go. I, I yeah no I actually um, I read um, Tori Amos a little earthquake a graphic album. It's like basically a comic story for each song plus the B sides. That and sounds it's got, very fun. Uh, it was a lot. It was how really much good. Neil Gaiman is in there? Uh, two. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, Two Neil Gaiman. It's also got a Margaret Atwood, Bill Stinwick, uh, David Mack. Oh, wow. Uh, a lot of big awesome. names. It's just like a lot of great art, and it's just like really cool. And some of the uh, songs are like they took like I guess what would the get inspiration you would get from the song sure. and wrote a story based on that and some of them are just straight using the lyrics cool right on that's yeah. I like mm-hmm. a little bit of both there that's yeah. fun so really uh, interesting so yeah it was really good it was a fun read I got it, it took me like an hour to read it and as I was reading it it has all the song lyrics first and so I read that and the song lyrics are just running through my oh, head oh sure they have them in there yeah nice uh, and then of course I started listening to the album again that's awesome yeah right on I haven't really heard of that like a graphic album yeah. you would think like more. Oh, did you not? Have you never heard of uh, Coheed and Cambria? Okay, oh, yeah, yeah, no. I do. I've heard of that. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. They did. They did that. Okay, it was a good. Uh, Wiley would actually be the guy you would oh, want to talk okay. to about we should that. Talk to so Wiley we can, about we can that. get Wiley to do a hey damn guys. Oh, nice. About that, that would be great. Yeah. yeah, I know the original drummer for the Dillinger Escape Plan left to go join that band. Oh, but well. I don't think he actually made it on any of the recordings. Though. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you never know what's going to happen behind the scenes. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so that's awesome. I feel like this has probably been done many times. Well, I know that like, um, like many, many just times. recently on the with the DC comics, like more mainstream comics, they had the um, DC death metal, and I know that there was like an yeah. album attached to that. Yeah, and a bunch of bands like it was a, it was a series, but then they came out with an album and a bunch of like you know I think Deftones have a song on that one. Oh really? yeah, or something yeah. like that. You They're know, not it death seemed, metal. I know. <laughs> that's, I would say are half of them about to come out as Nazis or something, but then you're like, oh, Deftones. I'm like, that's the wrong genre. <laughs> what's happening with this? More book? like, um, I guess, what's considered metal nowadays. Mm. You know, no, the well, the first series was metal, then the second series was death metal. Yeah, okay. so the, yeah. that's just the name of the comic, right? It's not necessarily the the genre that's on the <laughs> the album. Also, like, I, we just got recently got a Roku stick. I know we're late to the game, but like. We found that they have this live channel that shows The Price is Right from Bob Barker era like 24 hours a day. <laughs> and we've been kind of watching Oh, is that. this still your, what do you see, what are you saying? Yeah. So Bob Barker, that's fun. <laughs> but it's hilarious because like we could not get any of The prices Right because we're either way too, oh, no, too yeah. low or way too high. Inflation and I'm all like, is ridiculous. Uh, but the, the weirdest thing was and every time, a lot of times when they show like showcase, they're playing the fucking theme from Star Trek, the motion picture, which that's is also the theme weird. for Star Trek The Next Generation. So it's like, Sure, right now, yeah. What the fuck is going on here? Interesting, I don't know. (laughs) So you're taking a couple sick days, you're watching Price is Right. Nah, this is like, you know, just late at night when we were... Yeah, Yeah, but it feels like a sick day, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. When you put it on? Oh, man, but it's just so so wild to see. (laughs) Okay, fun. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. (laughs) And he says that at the end of every episode. Yeah, yeah. Good. And then we're also watching the sequel to Inuyasha. Okay. <laughs> How did I know that was coming? How did I know? There had to I be more knew. of it. All right, anyway, that's it. I'm done. I just oh, okay. got the, Those are my three things for today. <laughs> that's good. Those are good. Yeah. Good ones. That's, that's the most random assortment <laughs> of, what do you see of media what you... Yeah, yeah. that I've ever heard. It's, it's fantastic. I love it. I love it. What about you? We've, you been, we've been delving into uh, Lords of the Rings quite heavily. As oh, you know, nice. the autumnal equinox has come and gone. The Harvest Moon uh, yeah, has yeah. come and gone, and so we're immediately... We're in the middle of it. The weather isn't even cold yet where we are, and we're still like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Turn the fucking AC down real low. Yeah. We're doing this. So, so you yeah. know, extended versions only, obviously. So we're getting into the books. We're getting into the movies. We're getting into everything. Uh, if you've got any memes, send them my way. Yeah. 
I've probably seen them, but maybe not. So oh, I'm excited to literally just be obsessed with this for weeks yeah. on end and talk about nothing else and frame everything from the perspective of thinking about it within the framework of yeah. Lords of the Rings. So which movie are you on? Uh, we just finished, we just two, finished towers. two Towers. Oh, yeah, so we've extended been kind of, editions we've only. We've been kind of spreading it out. So it'll be like one disc of the extended yeah. version one night and then the next disc another well, night. Well, and we also. haven't gotten to the extras yet. We haven't okay. gotten to so the extras. So we will, though. We're going to yeah. go back and do all the extras. Yeah, so... We recently got the 4K from it, and so we've been checking that out, and it's awesome. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. But also, like, I noticed that it doesn't have all the extended appendices and all that stuff. Well, you got to break out your Which old box. Which is fucking bullshit, so exactly. I'm, so I'm glad we. We're I gonna still go have back. The, yeah. The well, I told you not to get rid of it. Yeah. You were like, "Let's get rid of this yeah. now." Absolutely not. Yeah. So that's one that you want to hold on yes. to that, so that way you can still there's check always, out all that stuff. There's always there's always something in yeah. there that they don't have in whatever new fucking version. They right. Have. Right. So you got to yeah. keep it. They take out the part where Peter Jackson is like, "Fuck the police." He's, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> no, but um, and so you know, we're uh, the score. I say oh this every God. time. Howard Shore. Score. Yeah. Oh, score. it's so incredible. You had a little bit of a rant about Two Towers. Did I? Yeah. Did I have a rant about the Two Towers? What yeah. was I ranting about? But how about how everybody thinks that one sucks? It's it's so fucking, fucking good. It's like the me? best one. It's I love amazing. That one. It's so good. It's an incredible movie. But is that a thing? Everyone says that one sucks. I don't know if I heard that. Okay. I've oh. seen people be like, but you know what? It's great. And you're wrong. Yeah, I really like Your that opinion one. is wrong okay. if you think that. Man, I, I like that. Amazing. One. It's amazing. It's got the most incredible moments in this movie. Anyway, fine. It's whatever. Who cares? I, I, I fucking love the Two Towers. It's like so it's good. Great. And it's great. Yeah. It's so great. The, the way that. Um, uh, Theodo in, you know, like when he gets uh, worm tongue and the uh, sorum and pushed out of him, and he just kind of reverts back to his oh, normal yeah, self. Oh yeah, the 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 Theoden, like yeah. Uh, transition. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. love that. Amazing, um, really amazing. Fun fact: that actor is one of. He's been in two movies, two out of the three movies that have won eleven Academy Awards. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, that's nuts. Titanic and Return of the King. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, yeah, he cool. was the captain. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. He's so good at being a tragic king or captain yeah, of a yeah, thing. Yeah. He's so, like, like the burden of responsibility weighs so heavy on his shoulders. Yeah. I can tell why he got both of those roles. Oh, man. So and, I've seen those movies so many times. So many times. And so sometimes, like, I'm not really fully paying attention. But I will get your attention when something cool is coming yes, up that I like, know you'll enjoy all watching. All the memes, especially. All the memes, too. <laughs> in addition to the... All the memes are great. Um, the two things have... that I that I poke you to get your attention for are incredibly dramatic moments. Something super fucking cool is about to happen. Yeah. Um, thematic things that are reappearing, like yeah. the score thematically reappears in various different ways, or memes. Yeah. And there, yeah. this one I think has the most memes out of any. The two towers, of yeah, them. yeah, it does. You know, you've seen it so many times, and yeah. so and we like to talk about it in relation to the books. And yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And so you get used to certain parts. You go like, oh, I know this part's coming, and whatever. Yeah. And so there's the part where at the end of Helm's Deep, Gandalf shows up. You oh, know? Amazing. And he, oh, and, so and, he, and he comes up on the horse. Incredible. Just, and it's just. Uh, 
It's just him, you know, before the whole army. It's just that single figure on the horse. On, the on, ho- on who? On what? On, on uh, the horse? On a, Shadowfax, yeah, Lord Shadowfax. of Horses? There you go. <laughs> Excuse me. And he kind of like rears up yeah. and there's this whole moment where he like poses. It's incredible. And I was like, I was kind of laughing about it. I was like, oh, you know, he's got to do his like dramatic pose. And you were like. Wrong. And you that were like, gives no. gives like a plus five to their army. That's, that's like, like a thing. That's yes. part of it is that that's the. Yeah. It's, it's, it gives it, minus 15 to them absolutely. as well. Well, you know not 15. I mean? Well, I wouldn't say 15, but it, it, it is a significant, <laughs> it is a significant right. um, nerf. It's a significant that. nerf to the enemy army because they're all like, oh, no. And so yeah. it's it, yeah. in addition to that, it actually beefs up their army as anyway, well, which is that was incredible. Really cool. But he can only, it's a feat he can perform once a day. And it takes it takes five days to regenerate, which is look to my coming. Okay. On the fifth day, look to mm. the east. Okay. Yeah. Um. Man, I just remember like when I saw that in the theater. I think we saw it together. Yeah. 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 Um, wow. Did you really? Yeah. I think I think we saw oh, all of them. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, that is Probably, so cool. You know? I didn't know yeah. that. We definitely saw the first one too. Yeah. yeah. But uh, that's great. That that scene friendship right at the very beginning of the uh, Battle of Helm's Deep, where it's mm. raining and the armies are facing off and nothing's happening. And all so that, it begins. That tension is building. Yeah. Yes. It's like. Fuck. So good. The whole movie is so fucking yeah. good. And then that whole thing, it's like tense and like, you know, like, let's ride out. We're yeah. like, fuck. And then fucking Gandalf shows up and it's just like, Sean what more do you want more from this movie? <laughs> Jesus. Also, I will say Sean Astin is such an incredible fucking actor. He's good. Oh, he's Sam so good. Wise it makes these fucking movies. And like, he has such a heavy burden as well to carry as an actor like he mm-hmm. yeah. carries so many of these scenes mr frodo no look they're sorry religion- I, love, I, love, <laughs> I love samwise mr and frodo ob- i love him obviously elijah I'm just being just ob- obviously elijah wood is doing an excellent fucking job as frodo i mean perfect frodo it's so all the moments with samwise and, and frodo are just so fucking perfect and i they just they hit it out of the fucking park the movie is incredible it's an incredible fucking movie yeah. i don't know how anyone could be like mm, two towers or whatever like it's great Fuck you. Have you seen that? I think it came out like a couple of years ago. Uh, Stephen Colbert, who's like a huge Lord of the Rings fan. Uh, is he? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, no shit. He really is. I don't know much about that guy. I never saw the thing. So. Oh, man. He knows like he, he knows his shit. Right on. Okay. But uh, th- he did this. Uh, we love a nerd. This song called like Lord of the Rings is the number one trilly. And he's got like all the actors popping mm-hmm. up in it you know, to sing along with it. Sounds so awkward. It, it sounds like so an awkward. SNL skit. Is it? It's it's uh, from the late show with Stephen Colbert. Okay. There but you it's go. actually really funny. I just mm-hmm. was like. Okay. Yeah. Nice. It's got the actual guys in there? Yeah. Or? It's got uh, Mary Pippin, uh, Sam. I mean, okay, the real names. I, yeah. You know? Even got Hugo Weaving to pop up in it. Oh, wow. wow. He does not seem like someone who would wow. do that at all. That's well, awesome. Check it out. It's like a couple of minutes long. Okay. It's, it's hilarious. I'll link it in the show notes. That sounds fun. What a fucking cast. Like, I, we're just naming names now. I mean, Christopher fucking Lee, yeah. Mr. Lord of the Rings. Oh, so good. Yeah. Sir Lord of the Rings. Sir Christopher Lee, excuse me. The only person who actually met Tolkien. Uh, but it is is obsessed. Yeah. Is obsessed yeah. with Lord of the Rings. Reads it every year. Has mm-hmm. read doesn't he do like a recording of it? Um I know that he did a reading of Was it somewhere early in the, the Fall of Gondor. Okay. Something. Nice. Which was, was great something. because I listened to it and it's like it was like Saruman telling you a story <laughs> from the second age. I would be shocked, shocked if there weren't just full recordings of him reading all of the books that he'd like published himself. Well, you know, something. um 
Andy Serkis just came out with his readings. Of did he? The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. I did not know oh, that. Oh, wow. Good stuff. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Well, I love he's Andy a, yeah, Serkis. He's a good voice actor. Um, you know, I know uh, Danielle loves when we talk about swords and gaying swords or whatever. <laughs> but I was like, no. I do like Sting. That's, That's a, a great yeah. sword. Well, he was yeah. like, okay, what sword would you want? I'm like, I don't want any fucking swords. <laughs> I don't want any swords. And he was he's like, oh, you got to have one. I'm like, no, I would, obviously, I would have a wizard's staff. Okay, yes. So... Fuck which, off. Fuck which here. wizard staff? I mean, Gandalf the Grey's gnarled up wizard staff is okay. super cool. It's got the removable gem. There you that go. That you hide in your cloaks or whatever. <laughs> um, you know, all the staff's designs are fucking cool, though. I mean, this Gandalf the White staff, it fits It fits the character, but it's too elvish for me. Okay. And yeah. Christopher Lee's wizard staff is obviously fucking dope as hell. It's incredible. Yeah. It's metal as fuck, but, you know. I don't know. Again, it's it's it's. I don't know if it's too much. I don't know if I'd be able to wield it. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to go with awesome. the gnarled. What about you, Aubrey? Staff. Fuck, man. I like Aragorn's sword. <laughs> um, Andrew. That heavy ass fucking thing. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Oh man. Yeah, love it. Uh, also like st- shit. Fuck, I like swords. Yeah. That's I like too swords. heavy. That's a dual. <laughs> that's a double-handed fucking sword. I could do it. I guess. That's I'm. You are pretty Go tall. Go into the grocery store. Or, I don't know. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. Spaghetti time. Mm-hmm. Um, you gonna pay for your groceries with the, the the blade that cut the hand of Sauron? Yeah, they're like <laughs> seriously, I could trade. You know this. I need. I need some milk. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. I'm lactose intolerant. Good stuff. Good stuff. No, I love it. I love it. Oh man. Fucking anyway, those movies are fucking great. Aomer. Aomer. Oh, so good. Faramir. Faramir. I mean, come on. Oh. He really looks, you were saying, he really looks like he could be. He really looks like he could be Sean Bean's brother. Yeah. He really fucking looks like he could. Yeah. Who is this what, actor? I fucking can't, I'm blanking on the name. He's oh, I don't know. We should just do commentaries on the extended versions of Lords of the Rings. Yeah. You really want a three hour <laughs> I will absolutely fucking David do it. Wenham. David Wenham. David yes. Wenham. David Wenham. Oh, fuck. I knew that. I knew his name was David Wenham. David Wenham. Famous actor, David Wenham. Yeah, so we still have uh, Return of the King to watch. And then, of course, we're going to watch all the appendices and oh, all yeah. that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. Anyway, uh, give us your Lords of the Rings takes. Do you wear wigs? <laughs> have you worn wigs? Do you wear wigs? Uh, no, I do not. Have you worn wigs? No, I have not. Will you wear wigs? Maybe. When will you wear wigs? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And now we're going to go on to our book club episode for the week. And this week, we're beginning Halloween time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's officially past the autumnal equinox. We've passed it by a couple of days here. We're in October times, and so that means that now we're going to be talking about some Halloween stuff. And this is a book that I've been wanting to talk about since last year. And we just didn't have time in the schedule to fit it in there. But, But anyway, I'm so excited that we get to talk about it this week. This is Dracula Motherfucker. It's a graphic novel that was published on October 7th, 2020 by Image Comics. It is written by Alex DeCampi and art by Erica Henderson. Alex DeCampi is a British-born American music video director, comics writer, and columnist. She wrote 2005's miniseries Smoke, which was nominated for an Eisner Award for Best Limited Series. 
Erica Henderson is a comics artist and animator known for her work on the unbeatable Squirrel Girl, Jughead, and her animation work on Venture Brothers. In 2017, she won two Eisner Awards, one for Best Publication for Teens for Unbeatable Squirrel Girl and Best Humor Publication for Jughead. Nice. Just like this opening cover, you know, kind of gives the tone of the book and kind of what what we're getting into. The vibes, if you will. Yes, the vibes, yeah. So it really has kind of like a... It takes place in the 70s, so it's got kind of like that 70s... Kind of like almost like a blacklight poster, yeah. you know, grindhouse version of a movie. With a cross that you would find on the pocket of a jeans, maybe yeah. from the 2000s, <laughs> for some reason. No, it's good. It's a good style. It's a good colors. Another thing that's cool about this is it came out as a graphic novel. There were no single issues, right? So Yeah, it was just one big... Um, right. Thing. So it's nice to. Uh, we also have these interior images that they were able to kind of play around with. When you're opening up the book, you see all the eyes and stuff like that. Just some really cool imagery there. So as we get into this, it opens on Vienna, 1889, a city in love with death, and we see these three women. Right. So in the novel, Bram Stoker's Dracula. You know, there are the quote-unquote brides of Dracula. In the novel, they're never actually called the brides of Dracula. Right. Right. Um, But they're three vampire women. They're not individually named in the book. But they're known as, like, the sisters. At one point, they're described in the book as the weird sisters. Do you like that? The weird sisters. (laughs) Whether they are married to Dracula is not mentioned in the novel, nor are they described as having any relation to him. Okay, so... They're pretty, they have been pretty much nameless, these three brides of Dracula, for a long time. Right. There's been some other novels that were written that kind of speculated to, as to what they are, but they weren't actually named until the 2004 film Van Helsing. Amazing. Oh, wow. Incredible. <laughs> With Hugh Jackman. Yeah, uh, Hugh yes, Jackman. And Kate Beckinsale, who I love. He just wants to dance. Yes. Never He's got to do movie. all these gritty <laughs> things. So, uh, <laughs> keeps getting cast in all these fucking. Yeah, he, he just, just wants, wants to, to be a fancy dance, dance man. <laughs> so, uh, in that movie, they are named Verona, Alira, and Marquisha. Okay. And those names are actually carried over into this. They've actually carried over into. It's like. It's like, it became... It's like Dracula culture was just canon. waiting yes. for someone to name them. <laughs> and when this movie came out, like... like That's every, canon. Every, yes, immediately. So I thought that was a lot of fun. It's That's a lot awesome. of fun. Oh my I God. love that. It's so good. Have you all seen it? Yes. No. We did, did we? Did we? We did, and we almost turned it off. I don't remember we it almost, at it was, all. Because it started off so bad, we I almost turned it off. I don't remember it at all. But then something cool happened, and then we were like, oh, okay, okay. I don't... And it, I have and it, no and memory it, of this. It became fun. You don't remember I this? have no memory of okay, this. Okay, we'll watch it again. Amazing. <laughs> we should watch it again. We'll watch it again, and we can see the origin of the names. But anyway, um, here they do their own take on it, you know, which I think is really cool. We also get this weird panel in the middle, so I was like, what, the, what is this? We see this panel of this man lying next to this woman. It looks like he's shot or whatever. So this is an actual thing that happened. I was okay. able to research it. It's called the Mayerling Incident. Uh-huh. Let me read this. It's a series of events surrounding the apparent murder-suicide pact of Rudolf, crown prince of Austria, and his lover, Baroness Mary Vetsira. They were found on January 30th, 1889. 1889 is the year this flashback takes place. They were found in this hunting lodge. So this guy, Rudolf, he was married to the princess, and he was the only son 
of the emperor. Oh, so, no. So when this guy, you know, they they were told that they couldn't be together anymore. Him and his mistress, that they couldn't be together anymore. So they made a suicide pact. And this is really dark. I, sh- I should say, like, this is really fucked was up. Was it a suicide pact or did he murder her? That's I don't know. what I asked. I mean, I don't know. You know, that's what it was. So first they tried to cover it up. And yeah. then they said it was a suicide pact. Mm. But apparently she had been killed and then he apparently, like, sat there for a long time. Sure. You know, for a couple hours, and then, like, he offed himself or whatever, which is really dark. So in Yeah, this... I feel like he just murdered her and then shot himself. But, like, that's what is that's what this panel is. Yeah, that's is. awful. Yeah, it's really tragic. But so by this guy doing this, he, he was the only son, so he offset the whole power structure yeah. in Austria-Hungary. Wow. And it led to the death uh. of the Archduke Franz Ferdinand, which uh. kicked off World War One. Uh. Damn, dude. <laughs> so, so when it says yeah. a city in love with death, and then it shows this panel, uh. like it's telling a whole... Anyway, I had to go down that rabbit hole, and I was like, it gave this so much more context, you know? Um, it's going to be that kind of episode. I thought it was really interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That's just like, I had to point out that reference. No, sure, yeah. Because it's a historical reference, and you know that I love that stuff. Of and course. It's, and it's Halloween times. <laughs> and y'all taking a swig of <laughs> It's spooky season, y'all. Oh, my God. It's autumn. So it says, a city in love with death. We see the three quote-unquote brides. And Death was also in love with Vienna. That panel, that panel I think, is, is incredible. Bad. Yeah, That's a right? great panel. And it gives you this sense of what the art is going to be like. I love this opening page. Because Aubrey, you ever just... seen Samurai Jack? Yeah, I love yeah. Samurai Jack. This reminds me a little bit of Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. But all things must end. Empires, reigns, marriages. This page rules so much oh it really is this is this page goes so fucking hard i love this page with my life this is amazing one thing that i think is really beautiful about this book too is they're really letting henderson just tell all the storytelling with the art you know what i mean yeah with the colors so far the dialogue has been very minimal but we've talked so much already, you know, just about these opening yeah. pages because there's just a lot in there with the art. And um, I find I personally find, quote unquote, like typical skin tones, very boring. So all of my art people are purple and blue and green and whatever, just right, because I find yeah. it just so much more exciting and freeing to do just wacky fucking colors all the time. Right, and it, right. You know, yeah. I feel like it's just so much more engaging. So this... I'm immediately super yeah. excited to read this just because they're not afraid to play with color at all. They're just like, fuck it. And I love that. Yeah, it's really good. It's gorgeous. This is a gorgeous page. This is amazing. So they get Dracula in his coffin and they nail it shut. And when they're they're talking, they talk about nailing him to the bottom of the coffin. So I was reading about that. There's an article by Smithsonian Magazine I'll link in the show notes. It's called Vampire Grave in Bulgaria Holds a Skeleton with a Stake Through Its Heart. Oh, I think I heard about that. Yeah, so archaeologists in Bulgaria uncovered a 13th century staked quote-unquote vampire at Perpa Icon, an ancient Thracian site in the south of the country. The remains once belonged to a man who was likely in his 40s. An iron rod had been hammered through his chest to keep the corpse from rising from the dead and (sighs) and from disturbing the living. And his left leg had also been removed and placed behind the corpse. So they chopped off his leg. First of all, they went with iron. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Well, because 
I think that that's where the stake through the heart originated, where it wasn't actually like a stake through the heart. It was to nail you to the bottom of the coffin uh-huh. so you yeah. couldn't get up. Yeah. So when they say that, so, like they're referencing the actual, yes. the practical quote unquote yeah. or whatever. But I like that they chop off his leg too. Because they're like, even if you do get up, you're, you're going to be not gonna have yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be off a little bit. But we'll keep it with your the rest of your remains. We'll, just, we'll leave it there. We'll, we'll let, leave it there. We'll leave it there to mock you. <laughs> I mean, that's even like, like – um, in that one Hellboy story we read where there's that one vampire at the stake in him and somebody pulled the stake out and he starts to rise and Hellboy's like, no, you don't. Oh, yeah, (laughs) exactly. I would like an iron stake driven through my body just to make it interesting. (laughs) I think like, that would make an interesting Just so skeleton you later. Like, what the heck? What happened here? <laughs> Who was this? Yeah, interesting. Ooh, mysterious. Like, I, you know, I would instantly become yeah. way more interesting in death than I ever had been in life, probably. But they attribute it to the vampire hysteria, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, quote yeah, unquote. Yeah, 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 if yeah, you yeah. believe that, I always wanted to like my ideal because people there. Uh, I was actually talking to um, my grandparents uh, the other day. So, and so they have a kind of a dark sense of humor, and so they're talking about like. Uh, their grave plots or whatever, but the very wry, okay, you know, yeah. very dry wit. And um, I was like, "Oh, you're gonna go with the coffins, huh? Hmm, seems like a waste of money." And they're like, "Yeah, it's really expensive." I was like, "No, I know." And they're like, "Well, what are you gonna do about it?" I'm like, "They're, they're like, you're gonna do cremation?" I was like, "No, nah, that's still too expensive." And they're like, "So what?" I'm like, "Oh, they're well, so like a forest, right? Just put put my body in there and put like a bunch of mushroom spores and just have mushrooms." Growing all put, give me the mushroom suit. You've heard of the mushroom suit? Yeah. Give me the mushroom suit. I'll be part of the four. The mushrooms will eat me, the animals and everything. I'll be part of the trees and the mushrooms and the animals and stuff. And they were like, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. They were both like, yeah, you know what? That sounds pretty great. They're like, well, what about your name? Do you want your name on something? I'm like a big rock with my name on it. Who gives a fuck? I'll be dead. <laughs> no, I don't care about that. That's just uh... money. I don't need to spend. Like, why would I do that? And they're like, I never thought about it. It makes sense. Huh. Okay. Uh, and they were like, yeah, you know, like really, I'm like embalming. Ugh. Horrible for the environment. Yeah. Coffin? Why? $10,000. Absolutely not. For a box to get So buried. I kind of like, I my I kind of out dark humored my grandparents, yeah. which I don't, has yeah. never happened before. So I think they were impressed <laughs> yeah. all in all. So I think, but yeah, that is legitimately what I would like. But now I'm adding iron spike in the skeleton. <laughs> That's a contender now. Yeah. 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 No, but I mean you I think you can do both. Sure. Why I think not? you can do both of those things. So <laughs> So we have a time jump to Los Angeles 1974 and we meet Bebe Boland. Okay. So, Save me one of those lewds, she oh. says. <laughs> so quaaludes for those who don't know this, uh quaaludes you can't get them anymore. Apparently we're awesome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good job there. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently they were awesome. There's not much more to that, but you, yeah, you can't get them anymore. I love the color palette here. The like lavender it's, and mint green. Yeah. Really yeah. nice. It's a really cool way to bring us into the Yes, 70s, the, exactly. Right? Well, the trans, well, in the transition though, if you see like the top of the page, is that all like kind of beautiful pastel cake right. colors. And then like yeah. she opens this door and it's still those colors within the door and her but then like everything on the outside of that is yeah. this fucking super scary palette yeah, yeah i love the, the, uh, the transition i love that like the juxtaposition of that right that's really cool well and she's got the coffin right there and the first thing she does is go and take the stake out what are you doing i was like this is moving quick i was yeah. like holy shit but i feel like i i met so i had to like go back right because i okay. felt like maybe some pages had stuck together and i'd skipped some stuff yeah yeah but no 
It's like, no, we're going straight we're to going this. We're going straight to this. <clears throat> Why wouldn't you just kill him? Like, cut his head off, right? Maybe they thought it was like a torture for him. Would they cease to be if they did that? Is that the lore that we're working with? If they kill him, do they also die? Well, we'll have to talk about that when we cut to the end. I think we can come back around to that. Because isn't it if you see, kill yeah. Dracula, whoever he sired, don't they also dissipate? Well, let's, we'll, we'll come back around to that conversation. Or is that not a thing? I guess it really depends on the particular what vampire lore you're, lawyer working, you're with. working with. Yeah, I think in most cases that's not the case because that would make it very uninteresting. Because then a bunch of cool vampires in your story would die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Something comes out of the crypt, right? We we get these kind of shots and then they're asking for her. And then we just see the blood over mm. the Hollywood sign, right? So one thing I want to talk about, and, and you know, there's some cool stuff at the end of the trade in the sketchbook section. Henderson thought about it in terms of spreads for every single page turn. I really liked so, when like, uh, that was, they explained that at the end of the book. That was really cool. So when you look at this page in reference to the previous one, it's doing a whole color thing, you know what I mean, as you go uh, from one yeah. to the next. And it's hard to describe it. I guess you, you do have a view on Comixology where you can do that. How did you do that, Aubrey? Oh, uh, crap. Okay, hold on. Well, I have the physical book. Go to layout, turn off, vertical scroll. Yeah. So that was easy to look at. <laughs> the physical book. And that's why I was like, I want you to read it in the physical book first. You should always support it physically if you can anyway. If you have the bookshelf space, right? And mm -hmm. the budget. So on the next page, we meet Quincy. He's a photographer. And he talks to a cop that looks a lot like Reginald Bell Reginald Bell Johnson. <laughs> Absolutely. Sergeant Al Powell. Yes, from the Die Hard 1 and 2. And also... Uh, Carl Winslow yeah, Carl from Wins Family Matters. Yeah, really good. I want to say he also played a cop in something else. Yeah. But I can't at the top, the top of my head. Anyway. Didn't he play a cop in like Perfect Strangers as a side character? Did he? Maybe something like Probably. that. Probably. Yeah. Oh, shit. I can't remember. I feel like he was in at least another thing. <laughs> Wearing a cop uniform. Anyway, yeah, that's absolutely Reginald Bell Johnson. Quincy is trying to get a tip on a crime that he can photograph. You're going to put in a put in a quote here. Hold on a second, cowboy. Reginald Bell Johnson says, L.A. will bring out her dead for you. You got to give her time. It kind of reminds me of the movie Nightcrawler. Oh, right? yeah. Have that you seen that movie? Up. It is messed up, right? But it's yeah. like Jake Gyllenhaal is like, I'm a creepy photographer and I'm trying to look for crimes to shoot or whatever. Absolutely. And anyway, it kind of like gave me that vibe too. Or that one time, that one part where he like moved the body around to get a better shot. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. We'll, we'll talk about it. that, right? Yeah. Quincy ends up at the crime scene, and we also get the idea that he knows all the cops, too. So he, like, does this all the time. Yeah. So one thing that they, they did really well is the uh, the car lights. Yeah. That's what that fucking looks like. Oh, right? yeah. If you're driving home through your neighborhood and you see cop cars, yeah. that's what that fucking looks like. Yes. It's wild. Like, they're very powerful fucking lights. But it's... It's so, it's well, so done. well done. It's so well done. The use of the shadows exactly. and the way that the lights shine and the way that the color shifts in the panel. Well, when I oh, saw yeah. this page, I was like, how did they capture that yeah. so well? Right. Amazing. Yeah. It gave me that feeling of like, oh, no. Yeah. So, you know, something yeah. bad yeah. is happening. And one of the cops is like, oh, this one's really ugly, dude. You know what I mean? Or whatever, right? And how'd you get here so fast? Right. Like, yeah. They have such disdain. The crime scene is the carnage from Bebe Boland's place. So she's the one that let the Dracula out of the thing, right? Yeah. And Quincy is pretty psyched to get pictures of it. We see some evidence of neck bites in the pictures. Um, we also see a woman in there. 
Well, he, he's he's going to the crime scene in places that they're like, oh, we haven't. Yeah, he's not supposed to. We go haven't in there. gone yeah. through this room yet. You're not right. supposed to be in here. And so they call him by his last name, Harker. Yeah. Okay. So we know who this is. Quincy Harker. So this is a reference to Bram Stoker's Dracula from 1897. Oh. Jonathan Harker and Quincy Morris. Yeah. Okay. Quincy Morris is the cowboy guy, right? The Texan guy or whatever in the movie. I like this one panel that is, you know, from the viewpoint of the uh, viewfinder of the oh, camera. Oh, right. Yeah. With the uh, ISO uh, shutter speed or whatever right. it's called. It, it's pretty cool. <clears throat> There's a lot of cool things on this double um, if you're looking at the graphic novel, right, or if you have it on the settings on Comixology, I like that that how that's laid out. We get the black and whites, you know, or the grays. Also, just want to point something out real quick. Um, Quincy Harker is a character. No, oh, okay. Um, he uh, is the main protagonist in the 2009 official sequel, Dracula the Undead, as the son of Jonathan and Mina Harker. Oh. However, Quincy's father is, in fact, Dracula. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. So Maybe that's also a thing. I didn't know that's that. Where they, I mean, what you said is also correct, right. where they got the name, presumably. For both of them, But this possibly, is yeah. also a thing. That's I amazing. I needed you to know about this. I'm glad. Thank you yeah. for pointing that out. Very amazing. Good. <laughs> Incredible. You said that's the official sequel? Is that what you said? Let's let, let's have an episode about that. Hey. He's like just leaving and he's still snapping pictures, yeah. which is kind of, I mean, that's kind of, that's pretty distasteful. As they're walking away from the scene, we see the eyes open. That would be like one of those, you know what I mean? Oh, or would whatever. it be like a jump scare in <laughs> yeah, the music? Or I don't know. Sure, you know have, what I mean? Possibly. Yeah, you'd have a, the score would be upsetting. As he's taking pictures, one of the things that he says is, that's rent for months. But then it turns out, not so much. Right. They, they don't want to give him jack shit for these pictures. Well, we get some pretty cool... Uh, I, I like this panel, too, in the dark room. You yeah. know, the way the color is done for that, too, is really Oh, right, incredible. yeah. When he's talking, he's comparing the scene, the crime scene that he saw to um, something like the Manson family. Right. Murders, yeah. which is, you know, you've got, like, Hollywood murders happening. Well, this would have been like five years after the Manson right, murders. right. So that right. would have been fresh on everyone's and mind. And that was five people, and this is seven. So he's probably like, "Oh my God, this is going to be the," which yeah. is also very morbid to yeah. think about. You know, I mean, how are we making money off of this thing? Yeah. Awful, terrible. Oh, and he's like right there. He says the cops ran out of chalk. That's yeah. a reference to chalk outlines, which they actually don't use. They don't do oh. that because <laughs> it, it uh, contaminates the it contaminates the, scene. the crime scene. Yeah. They take photos. I didn't know that. So yeah, we get these scenes of him trying to sell it to. These different people and one paper is like, ah, we're trying to be respectful to the family. And the other paper is like, ah, you didn't hike up her skirt enough. You should have gotten oh. some some boobs in there, whatever. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, Gross. and the way that those two scenes are lit and colored, right? it kind of sure. tells you all that you need to know about that, which I think is really interesting, right? <laughs> The colors are doing so much of the storytelling as well. The the colors are doing a lot of heavy lifting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we see Quincy drive up. If you look in, it's the movie mirror. That's where he sells the photos to. I like when he's like, uh, 20's best I can do, kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like next to the movie mirror is the peephole with 25 cent peep shows. <laughs> oh, I don't God. know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. That just makes you feel dirty mm. <laughs> i mean look walking past it <laughs> first of all there's nothing wrong with that no 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 no. i just mean like the place is probably probably gross. very gross yeah. yeah yeah absolutely 
That's what. That's all I'm referring to. The there's dirt nothing level. wrong with that except for the fact that it's probably gross in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably not. Not a lot of people cleaning up in there. Mm. <laughs> or maybe they run a clean establishment. Maybe this they're is... very proud of their clean establishment. We don't know. We right? don't know. Yeah. <laughs> this is the spookiest part of the episode. <laughs> maybe they have a yeah. I would. I would simply advertise cleanest peep show in oh, town. Oh, there you go. That's how you get people. Yeah. Yeah. We clean out the room in between. Yeah. Most other places don't do that. Don't do that. In this time period, I'm sure. Probably. I don't know. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. So this place is called the Movie Mirror, which makes me think of like the Daily Mirror, which is like right. a tabloid. Oh, right. You know, yeah. a British tabloid and stuff like that. They're the ones that buy the pictures for 20 bucks. Some great 70s vibes and just moods from this whole thing. Yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of vibes for sure. I like the... Uh, the light trails? Yes, yes. exactly. That's gonna a say, really cool... Yeah, this looks like you would... This looks like the part of the movie where you've got like a solid minute of just like music. Yes, yeah. Using the car, you know? Yeah. At least 30 seconds of music. What's playing right here? Mm, something with kind of like a, like a 70s jazz... Feel. Jazz? Oh, okay. okay. Like, I was gonna like, go with something uh, a little darker. I was gonna say like um like uh Miles Davis like on the corner or bitches brew kind of stuff. Okay. Nice. Okay. Okay. What were you thinking? Okay, do you know like the crow soundtrack? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. There's this there's this track on there. Oh, what the f- help me out. It starts the bass starts off with like it's like this driving bass line. I can't remember the name of the fucking song. But you know that kind of those kind of vibes, but like from the seventies, so what song is that? Okay, that would be yeah. Cause that, cause the, cause new wave hadn't started up yet, so it would still be super yeah. dark. I'm thinking like synthesizers. Late seventies. Like, I want some synth. Yeah, late seventies like, synth. I want oh some no! Of that See, I'm there. thinking like low bass. Okay, I'm like, thinking like some synthesizers in there. Right. There was this um, episode of Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosities. I don't know if you watched that. It's on Netflix. Um, some of those are really good. Some of those they're they're really good horror episodes. But there's this one called The Viewing, and it's very 70s. And the whole, it's shot 70s, the music is 70s, and the horror is even kind of like a 70s vibe. And uh, it's really weird. It was probably one of my favorite episodes of that whole run. But it, the, this is, I heard the music from that uh, in this, you know what I mean? I'll have to like see if I can cut in uh, some of that soundtrack. Or maybe something similar to like, I guess, like John Carpenter's Halloween theme. Okay. But without... Being the Halloween theme, obviously. <laughs> you get very specific vibes from yeah. this spread. Yeah. Yeah. On all... the way to the club vibes. Right. We also see the movie mirror that's that newspaper he works for, and he's getting a tip to go down to the river. I mean, I feel like if we keep saying great colors, that's going to be all we keep saying throughout this whole book. Yeah, yeah. So just like assume <laughs> that I'm saying that on every page. We see him taking pictures of this body at the river. And she's got the two little puncture wounds oh, on her yeah, neck. Oh, yeah, she does. I can see that. Yeah. It's almost like the colors are another character in the book. Uh, <laughs> That's your favorite thing when people say that, right? Oh, when people it's, say, it's my oh, favorite thing. It's like the Batmobile was another character in the movie. The city, the city, the city. Gotham is another character in the movie. People like that. They you, love you to like fucking that. do that. They you, fucking love you to like say it that when shit. They say it's that. like the city is another character. It's like the boat's a character. That we, slice of bread is another it's character. Fucking, <laughs> it's the the spaceship is another character. So we also see that the cops tipped him off, right? As he's walking away, they're like, "Ah, see you next time" or whatever, right? I mean, that kind of looks like the uh, the LA River where he's at, right? Yeah. 
As he walks off, he's approached by a woman. Hello, Quincy Harker. Get in. I want to talk to you. I like how um, when she says get in, the font... It not changes. Font, yeah, the type changes. It oh, goes right. from sans serif to serifed. Oh, nice. Very nice, Danielle. I like that. Uh, because she's turning on her glamour, maybe, to absolutely. say get in. Absolutely. Right? I was thinking like she's using the voice. Oh, <laughs> she's doing the, yeah. Yeah. Quincy thing. says... I'm sorry, Ms. Boland, I don't. But he's shaky, though. Right, So right. it's working. Oh, right, yes. the little word bubble, yeah. I don't, and she goes, get into fast cars with strange women, then we'll just have to do it here. There's that, like, I love that, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like, um, you know, on Dark Knight Rises, we just watched that recently, whenever Bane talks, it's kind of like yeah. a little bit more louder. Way louder. And, and a more... little bit. It's way fucking louder. It's, it's the like... loudest thing you've ever fucking heard in your life. <laughs> and it's emphasized. Yeah. And I feel like that's the way that the font is put in there and everything. Yeah. I don't know. I really like that. I think that that's what this would sound like. You know, those parts of the dialogue. Fire rises. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. But it, <laughs> But it also like... I love the way this is paced, too, because you're seeing the back of Quincy in that previous panel. That's this thing's point of view. Love it. Right. Yes, right, as it's approaching him. It's Dracula, motherfucker. Dracula, motherfucker. Dracula. 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 I like how he's like, nope. That's the, that's the first thing that he says. Nope. Yeah. So like, he tries to get back in the car, but he gets taken by the glamour, right? Look at that me, Quincy Harker. That is incredible. I Look. love that, yes. that panel. Ah, it's so awesome. So Come closer. Good. Closer still and all the hands and everything. God, that's incredible. Absolutely fantastic. Double splash page. What can you say as real good. he's about real to bite good. into him? So what do you think? Like, this is Dracula. Yeah. You know, which is, you know, kind of an interesting take because he's normally like a... Just an entity. Yeah, yeah. But, it's just a eyeballs goop. But normally Dracula's very handsome. And no, but he's a phantom. Su- seductive. It's a and, shade. Oh, he's a weird, gross monster. Yeah, you know yeah. he's hot Gary Oldman with the hat and the glasses. Wait, are you saying I think I think Dracula is very handsome? I think that. But I'm a monster fucker, yeah. so I don't know if I'm <laughs> if I should be lending my opinion. Yeah. I think this is a very fuckable monster. It's a very different take on what people think is Dracula. You know, I think this I is the like, best Dracula I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, I like how like he it's you don't really ever actually get a good look at him or anything. Right. Yeah. Like mysteriously looking at, it. I really enjoy that. This it's is like, the best look you get. Yeah, it's really cool. And it's cool. awesome. Yeah. It's like, I almost think it would be like an ever-changing, ever-moving. Oh, ever-morphing. Yeah. yeah. Type of, type well, like of you're deal. on, um, like you took way too many psychedelics. Just <laughs> too many, like that, too right? many. And it's going to last forever, probably. Um, I love the like dripping robes. Like like you said, like that's yeah. constantly moving, probably. I love that. And forever like tessellating, you know? Bebe looks on. Dracula is about to bite. And this woman runs up. She jumps at Dracula and slashes him across his body. And he's like, ungrateful whore, I made you. That's rude. I know, it is. It's a yeah, rude it's thing to say. very rude. So it, it, it also like... How do you um, like this mid-century modern take on the eyeballs, though? Oh, I love when it. When he says, look, like this kind of... It's kind of like this... I love it. You know that. what I mean? Yeah, very yeah. stylized. It's a very of a certain era. But yeah, that and then the splash. I can't get over this. I'm still on this. I know that y'all have moved on. Okay, no, go but ahead. But I'm still looking at this fucking... The reveal. A reveal of Dracula. Yeah. 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 That's the best Dracula I've ever seen. Well, and all the things that he says, you know, 
all the rude language that he has so towards rude. the woman. So rude. You know, all of that is like very atypical. It's it's just a different take on Dracula, which I think is fun. It's interesting. Yeah. You know? Well, typically he's more romantic. Yeah. There you go. That's a good way and to describe it. And I think it. that this monster still could be romantic, but that's not how they chose to write him. And I think that that's interesting. Or yeah. them. Is it even gendered probably? Right. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like whatever. But yeah, very rude <laughs> and mean. So this is Marquisha, one of the brides, quote unquote. I love how she takes Quincy and then she like jumps. I like the movement. Yeah. The squiggledy. Yes. Isn't that cool? Squiggledy loose movement happening there. That that would be like a smear right. uh, cell. Like, like a, a motion blur animation cell. Yeah. yeah. In the animation cells, that's what they would do. Well, and it continues really cool. on to the next yeah. one. You know what I mean? As she pulls him up, the color shift is really nice too. Yeah. Yeah. They get out of reach, but like below all the Dracula arms on the, mm, uh, on the yeah. previous on the previous one too, all the squiggly Dracula arms are coming up. You know, so that's pretty cool too. I think it's, his priorities are a little off here. He goes, "That's my car down there." I know, right? <laughs> he gets up there and he's like, "What the shit? I need to drive home." He's like, "I'm not walking home." <laughs> <laughs> but when he says all that stuff, "I'm not walking home," she says, "You're not stupid. You saw the marks on the dead girls. You know what this is." I like that too because they don't have to explain no. anything about Dracula. Yeah. You know, we know what Dracula is. Yeah. Everybody yeah. would know. Even the, in the 70s, they would and know. And the guy's like, I'm just so tired of, I just take photos. Yeah. I want to do this. He is all of us. Yeah. He is all of us who are too exhausted to put up with this shit. Yeah. We work too hard. Am I right? Like, yeah. it's just like, I just want to Yeah, come, I just want to go on, home. Man. <laughs> I don't want to do Dracula. No, I don't want to do it. Yeah. She calls him a newsboy and says, now you're a headline. Great. I like that. We cut to this scene. We see Bebe Bolin in the car with Dracula in the back seat. Amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like how she's like, uh, she's like, why? You know, and that's all that needs to be said. And he's like, I need a new bride. So we also get the idea of this. We saw a woman in one of those pictures Quincy right. took. Yeah. So he's the, the he, font being ethereal is super cool. Like yeah. the fact that the font is both substantial and serif and chunky but yeah. at the same time you can see through the letters yeah. like it's i hear the bane effect you can hear it you know yeah what i exactly. mean you know i you hear, hear that it. like the voice would be emphasized and loud and just kind and tom of... hardy's doing an accent that no one's ever heard before <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever heard this accent exactly. on the face of the earth tom hardy as dracula motherfucker let's do it but you're right him crammed into the backseat of that car is yeah. fucking hilarious Right, but it's also we get the idea that Bebe is not too happy. About no, this. but I would like to think yeah. that that's a purposeful joke. It, it, I think yeah. that's a purposeful it's gag. Funny, yeah. That's a sight gag. It's funny at the bar. And, and can we stop for some snacks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I would like a soda. Yeah. <laughs> Give Dracula a soda. What kind do you want? A creamed soda. Cream soda. A phosphate. <laughs> I would. I would like one phosphate, please. They don't call it that anymore. Well, whatever. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what I like. Aww. Get some hot chips. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of hot chip does Dracula like? You know, I like the salt and vinegar. But also, I like a hot chip, so just whatever they have is fine. <laughs> I, got your, I got your flaming hot Cheetos. <laughs> What's that? It's a hot chip. Is it? Is it good? It's got garlic. It's got garlic in it. There's garlic in this. There's garlic powder. And the ingredients. <laughs> Look at the ingredients before you buy a hot chip. I've told you. 
We went over this with the Funyuns. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you don't want the flaming hot Funyuns either? I'm not in the mood anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Quincy's at the bar here, and the bartender notices he has a he has a steak there. You know, a wooden steak, not like a food steak, right? Right. <laughs> hilarious. No, yeah, it's walking a, around with a T-bone. A, yeah. <laughs> well, it's you know, I mean, he's also walking around with this big shard of wood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the fuck is that, Quinn? Huh? This? I got into some trouble at work. What? The stiff's mad you didn't catch the best angle? Yeah, something like that. I love Ray. Yeah. So we get Quincy. He's on the phone with the guy from the movie Mirror Paper. He doesn't want to buy his picture of the dead girl, but offers a party coverage. It's not Quincy's usual beat, but he takes the job for the money. And then when the guy hangs up the phone, very good, now offer your throat. It's a trap set by Dracula, motherfucker. This guy had it coming, though. He had it coming. Yeah, he really did. I like how she's like, he tastes disgusting. It's gross. It's not good. It's not good. It wouldn't be good, would it? Blood keeps you young and beautiful, darling. This blood, though? Yeah. This is nasty blood. <laughs> right. Quincy goes out to his car, and the three brides are there, Marquisha, Verona, and Alira. <laughs> Look at the little human. Thinks he can take on Dracula by himself, Verona says. Quincy who, says... Who go are ahead. we casting as Quincy? Who are we casting as Quincy? Oh, man. I like... um, What's his name? Uh, from Tenet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think his name is John David Washington. Yeah. I was thinking of the guy from... Yeah. yeah, yeah. his name is John David Washington. I remembered someone's name. Oh, good. I love that guy. He's great. The guy from um, Get Out. I was going to say the guy from Nope. Oh, yeah. Same guy. Yeah, Same guy, yeah. 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 Uh, Daniel Kalua. Yeah. Daniel Kalua. Kalua, yeah. yeah. Is that his name? I also like... Um, who's the guy? He was in Watchmen. He was also in uh, Kalu- Aquaman. Is it Kaluuya? How do you pronounce his name? Is it Daniel Kaluuya? Oh, the guy that Kaluuya. played Dr. Manhattan in, in the Watchmen TV oh, show. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I like him yeah. too. Yaya Abdul-Mateen. I really like yeah. him too. I think he would be great. I'm always shocked when I remember anyone's name. Yeah. I'm always very I'm always like, I remembered something. Because I'll be like honest, the first thought I thought was Denzel Washington? Well, Absolutely little, well, not. in the 70s. Yeah. If it was in the 70s. Oh, so are we doing like any age casting? Well, let's think about was, it now because it's... Like, that's how old I am. That's the first actor I thought <laughs> Okay, okay. But that would be an interesting casting if it was actually set in the I don't think I 70s. would give it to him. He's too intense for this role. You mm. need like a kind of an everyman like, oh man, oh shucks. Oh man. Yeah. You know, you need a guy who can do that kind of understated... Which is why when you said Daniel Kaluuya, I was like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Quincy says he's not taking on anything, just doing his job. Alira says their ex-husband likes to stay in the shadows. No photos. Except a final picture, Quincy Harker. A self-portrait. And uh, he's just like, do not touch me. Right. Do not, don't, just, okay, okay, just back, just don't, please. He's so upset by that. I love the f- expression. Are we talking about that enough? The expressions? Oh, yeah. The expressions on everyone's faces? Like, yeah. Henderson does an amazing job. Yeah, you absolutely. Know, with the reactions from him. There's a lot of uh, subtlety to 100% in the expressions. You know? And I feel like that's super fucking important. And I never take that for granted when I'm reading something. Because yeah. more often than not, you'll be reading something that's just like, they will, will draw the exact same face for everything. Right. Yes. You like, learn how to draw different faces, I think. Probably. Well, this panel where she says, thinks he can take on Dracula by himself. Like, 
she's looking at the other one and she's kind of putting her, yeah, her right. hair yeah. over her ear at the same time. And it's very expressive, you know. Yeah. You, you hear the kind of attitude in that. By just looking at it. Well, and here, like, the no photos line, you yeah. know, and then the, uh, you gotta know the party's a trap, right? Like, all of that is very, yeah. it's so expressive, and yeah. there's no, you know, like, you can, I don't know. I just, I really appreciate yeah. that. I really appreciate that. Well, uh, thank you. C- coming into this next beat, right, where he just kind of ponders with it for a little bit, and he's like, yeah. I don't want to die. <laughs> no, you know? and he makes three <laughs> different facial expressions yeah. through that journey, and you really pause on it, and yeah. they really give that moment right. uh, room to breathe. Yeah, he really has to think about his choices here, you know what I mean? And uh, he's I don't like, want to die. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a fucking, I'm a scumbag photographer. I take pictures of people's dead bodies and try to sell them what I'm, <laughs> come yeah. on, man. So Quincy arrives at the party. Bebe, when she answers the door, is dressed as the Red Death. Yeah, I was thinking that. She's got a very That's Edgar a little much. That's a little much. Well, it's actually confirmed in the sketchbook. It's a tribute to the costume of the Red Death that Lon Chaney wore in Phantom of the Opera from 1925. And that's beautiful, and that's okay. lovely, yeah. but they're just fucking with him at this point. Come on. Oh, right, oh, yeah. yeah. Like, she's got a candelabra? Where'd she even get that? <laughs> but as uh, Quincy's going in, you can see that one of the brides is like, they're hanging out. So there's a plan. You know what I mean? They're going to come like, Help him or something. I would love yeah. for one of these brides to be Tessa Thompson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, definitely. That would be great. Yeah. The art is fantastic as you transition so from inside good. to outside. And just like you were talking about uh, with the shadows, like everything that Henderson is doing with the shadows is coming from the lamp. Yeah. Like that's impressive on its own uh-huh. without the colors added to Absolutely it. Absolutely. You know 100%. what I mean? That like, is so difficult to master. It's and it's really just, amazing. It looks effortless, even though I know that we all know. That, that took a lot of effort to get there, but yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. And like you said, like the transitions of, I, I, they've been doing this the whole time. They have one color palette and then a door opens and that's a different color yes. palette. And mm-hmm. then when you're inter, like, so on, from the inside looking out of the outside looking in, yes. that's communicated so beautifully and it just works yeah. so well. And like him coming into that environment, the color doesn't leave him right away. Right. He right. kind of still. It clings to him a little yeah, bit yeah. until he goes totally into the environment and then he's in there and then he's in the color palette. Right. Yeah. Right. And it's just fuck. And then looking out the window, that's a different color palette. Yeah, <laughs> and then looking in on him through the window is that color palette. Like, fuck, man. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's and really it, cool. It tells such an amazing story. And the transition through the panels, it really. Yeah. Well, gorgeous. He's awed by seeing the window, and we're also awed yeah. by seeing it. You know what I mean? Like it's majestically it's, it's really done. nice, just masterfully yeah, done, really cool. And she's about to get him, but she's all of a sudden, Alira jumps in. Get you. So I like when Alira jumps in. Her word bubble stop is in between the two characters. Yeah, she yes. can. You do know it. what I mean? So that's really neat. She and she tries to like reason with her. She's like, "You don't have to do this." He promised you everything, didn't he? Eternal youth, beauty, power. Ever ask yourself why a creature so old takes brides so young? We could ask that about a lot of guys, couldn't we? Mm. And it's not because you have an old soul, sweetie. Ugh. Right? <laughs> so I think this is another interesting take because, you know, I mean, not to get like super dark, you think about like grooming and stuff like that, you know, which actually does happen. And which is terrible. It's super you know. prevalent. It happens quite often, you especially. Know. I mean, this isn't this supposed to be like a Hollywood exactly like, right? Setting? You yeah. know, 
So I, I think I that I think adds that's a, on purpose. I think they're doing that on purpose. Well, yeah, and again, it's it's this uh, it's in such an interesting take on what you think of as Dracula because mm-hmm. you, normally you don't really think, or do you? You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? I've never seen it pointed out so blatantly. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, and because they 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 set out on a mission to be like we are going to do a modern noir yeah take on Dracula yeah but instead of doing the same old shit that drag you see like people say we're gonna do modern Dracula but it's like the same yeah. thing it's Basically, like you get the yeah. gothic setting and you get the whatever whatever and like not that I think that's bad i mean i think that's cool on, um, we've under, seen it before on underworld where they had the midriff in the mm, in the night age or whatever that was, <laughs> well that was an anachronism that's a different thing I love what that, i'm talking though. about is people who say hey it's a modern take on dracula but is it because yeah. it looks like drac it looks like every dracula i've ever seen it looks the same yeah, yeah. this they're like no it is a modern take on dracula yeah, and yeah. we're going to actually talk about social circumstances that are modern right as well so that's another thing she talks about setting she talks about how they make them compete against each other this is a girl's girl yeah she's she's like you know but she's like he stays the strongest we have to compete against each other he's like fuck this guy we can we can take him and they have a fight scene they go at it I would let seventies music would kick in or whatever, right? Or we would get some cool. Oh yeah, some action music for sure. And then there's a lot of this like I just thought it was funny where she's like, "That's not how he is, not anymore, not with me." And she 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 just laughing, yeah, Yeah. (laughs) she just laughs at that. Well, she wants to believe right that this isn't happening to her. Like I'm sure a lot, and that's why you find a lot of women in these circumstances defending this and being like, no, it's not because that's what grooming is. Like you're talking about, I mean, they, they make sure that you're on their side, that you're going to defend the the decisions that are happening. Yeah. You make sure because that's the only way that, well, if she seems fine with it, it should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because she's like, oh, no, honey, this song is always the same. He does it yeah. to all of us. Yeah. He's yeah. going to do it to you, too. And she's like, not me. I'm different. Yeah. I will be different. He won't do it to me. She says, that's what I'm trying to tell you, baby. The house always wins. And she's like, lies of a jilted lover. And Alira says, oh, he doesn't dump us. He kills us. Takes all that power for himself and then finds a new sucker. Right. I love that. Uh, oh, that yeah. Progression, so yeah. Last panel. Uh, really nice and just really 70s and cool and I don't know I really yeah. like all that the one thing I didn't understand about the scene is that if she's trying to spare this new bride right from this fate if she's trying to be like don't you see don't you get it the one thing I, I didn't really understand was the kind of smug self-assured look of the vampire that's trying to be informative the more experienced bride, let's right. say, as opposed to the newer bride. She's like, oh, saying, I, I feel like the things that she's saying doesn't necessarily match up with the action sometimes. Okay, yeah. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. Maybe I, I'm not. Maybe I need to read it again and go through it again to, to kind of get it. But I felt confused reading it because it seems like if I wasn't reading the word bubbles, let's so like let's say I'm just scanning the pictures and not reading right, the word right. bubbles. I would think she was saying snappy, sarcastic one-liners, like, you know, because the way that she's kind of her facial expressions, and then when she attacks, right, doesn't right. really match up with what she's saying okay. to me. And I guess it's like, ah, oh, but you know who stays the strongest? Him. Wouldn't she's like, why is she attacking her then? Like, what is that? Because it's like she's still so she's in denial. She's like, no, not with me. All this stuff. And then she's just laughing. Wouldn't she be on defense? 
I don't know. I think that I think she is attacking her. I don't know if she's trying to spare her. Is so what is she what's happening here? Right. So she's got this very like <laughs> smug, self assured look yeah. of like, yeah, I'm gonna get you. Well maybe then, she, like well, so what is she talking about? So maybe she's like, I'm telling you your truth right before I'm gonna kill you. But why does she wanna kill her? Well, we'll talk about that. Right. That's a good question. We'll we'll come back around to this. Is that all right? Yeah, absolutely. I'm just, you yeah. know, I'm just curious because I, I want to know what's going on. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh, but she doesn't get to kill her. Bebe jumps out the window and she's like, at least you're right about one thing. The house will win. And we hear some ticking. They think everything's safe, but oh no, there's a grenade or something. So this is really cool. Like Alira kicks Quincy to the window. Like as far away, she kicks him hard enough to shatter his pelvis, to, sh- <laughs> to shatter his fucking spinal Probably column. Probably right, yeah. Like, well, she does it j- with the vampire powers. It's just right. It's like okay, makes, yeah. It's like when Superman pushes somebody or something mm. like that, right? Yep. That's what I'm saying. Is like I feel if Superman were if Superman were to push you, your entire spinal column would yeah. disintegrate. He creates a force field. Okay, around you. fine. So she's something got like Dracula that. force fields then. <laughs> At least he jumps into the window like a stunt guy. Yeah. Yeah. And when the explosion goes off, he like kind of blasts through. That's incredible. Yeah, it's good. I I have to say I stared at this page for a long time. Yeah. Just like the different colors and just like it's just like the most beautiful explosion I've ever seen. <laughs> it's good. It's very seventies. Yeah. 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 The little figure of him too inside the mm-hmm. in the explosion gives like such a cool perspective. He's all fucked up. Quincy's all blasted and bloody. He reaches for his camera, but the eyes of Dracula motherfucker approach him. Um, I really like that panel as it like kind of the eyes are coming and overtaking him or whatever. Mm-hmm. As all the eyes like encompass everything, then the new bride steps out of the eyes. That's from Showgirls. Oh, nice. Okay. That's the poster from Showgirls. It really is. <laughs> D- does that also take place in the 70s? I don't no, it does not. Think so. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I think they just really like the poster from Showgirls. That's funny. Homest amongst us. This is the one that we saw coming out of the coroner's office, right? The new bride. Just like she said, they make them in competition for each other. So mm, now Bebe sees this. The other bride failed. Right. You're my favorite. Rid me of this meddlesome paparazzo. I love that, right? Good shit. Because he would say that. So the new bride attacks Quincy. And he's he's got the stake still, so he's able to like stake her through the heart. I'm having a hard time following this. What's she up to? So she goes, "No, I can do better." So she's like jealous of this bride, okay, right? Okay, sure. And then Quincy stabs that bride. Oh, okay. And then when he stabs her, she's like, hey, "Oh, good. Yeah, good. I'm glad this happened. They're in okay, competition. Sure. Yeah, it's just it. what she said on the right. pre. She was like, she he puts you in competition with each other. She's like, no, he doesn't. Right. But that's exactly what everything's happened. happening so fast though yeah. that I have to go yeah. back and look at this again. And I'm like, wait, what? Okay. It's good though. Oh, and she's melting. So she melts, and then he's just like incompetent women. Right. <laughs> but you you're not doing Jack shit. Dracula really is you a motherfucker. Get, I yeah. know. You gotta get. You got to get people to do stuff for you, and then you're, I mean, you're not doing anything. So what are you, uh, who's incompetent? You can't even do yeah. anything. But Quincy was right there, so Dracula's able to get him. Yeah, he's getting him. I like all his mouths. Yeah. yeah. And really eyes. incredible art. All his mouths and eyes. I love this version of Dracula. You can see it's the, so like, abstract and. The animated, like, movements yeah, of it yeah. is so, 
Well, and on this reveal, I love this. Like, if you look, he's getting bitten all over. Cool. Oh yeah. You know, mm-hmm. there's multiple like cool fangs getting him all over, and it's almost and he's like he's being engulfed in the I whole dragon. I love it. Well, I love it. And his expression isn't of pain; it's just of like nothing. I want this to happen to like, me. Like he's like um. It almost reminds me of remember it. that Superman story we read. Um, the man who has everything. Oh, for the man who has everything. Yeah. When he's got the thing on him, like he's just blank. The black mercy. You know what yeah. I mean? And so. As it's taking you, it's also got you under some sort of spell where you're just docile and you're Ugh, just like... I wish I was this guy. <laughs> Dracula's getting you. Oh, I would do that in a heartbeat. It looks awesome. The three brides are watching this and they're like, perfect. Great. We love it. <laughs> I love this, they said. But Marquisha's like, he's vulnerable when he feeds. End this. So Alira goes to take care of Bebe. Mm. As Bebe falls backwards and Alira approaches, she asks for mercy. This is mercy, she says. and She becomes a creature. Yes. I love it. Okay. So this is what I want to talk about. Okay. They are also doing what Dracula is doing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And we'll talk about this a little bit more, but it adds some ambiguity, I think, also. Sure. To... Absolutely. So when you were asking- Oh, they're monsters. Why sure. would Why would she want to kill her? Because she's a monster. Because then she has more eyeball powers or whatever. Oh, you... is she getting more eyeball powers from her? From all the, she's, they're doing the same thing that Dracula's doing. I didn't realize that. So we'll talk about this. Let's come back. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I thought it was still like some weird competition thing going on, but like I knew there had to be something else going on with her because there was something else happening. Right. Right. And all those other panels with her in it. Like she seems to be, she has her shit together. And I didn't understand like what right, yeah. the relationship was, and so this makes sense now. That's why it's a book club. Yes, but yeah. I do love where like you can see the energy gathering. It's almost like a three D effect or yeah. something. Yeah. Yeah. you can oh, see yeah. where it's kind of she's she's gathering the powers, yeah. and they're sort of crackling almost. Yeah, like, yeah. And then that's that when it like for, happens for it to just like fully go it's into so this. fucking cool. The design for this. Like horrible wolf monster is amazing. In the sketchbook section, Alex DeCampi writes, a large portion of this came from the way horror is portrayed in Japanese anime. From oh. the from the witches in Madoka Magica to Alucard going incorporeal in Helsing to Pride in FMA Brotherhood. I don't know any I'm, of those. I don't references, know any of that. But I think those I've, would be I've interesting. heard of Helsing. <laughs> yeah. I love when uh anime will name someone Alucard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, what? Okay, it's Dracula backwards. Oh, how fun. I uh, see what you've done there. Oh, man, I loved it when he was when Alucard popped up in uh, Castlevania. And, right. then you, and then he became a playable character. Oh, nice. <laughs> Amazing. It's just like, yeah, we get it. He's Dracula. But He's you did Dracula's it backwards. Son. You did it backwards. So they all attack Dracula, and they all have these forms, these many-eyed wolfen forms or yeah you know it's really amazing i love the design on all of this this is a fucking great page oh yeah and they're all attacking dracula they're all slightly different monsters yes it's great and i like as they're all biting him his reaction you know his eyes are all big and he's like what have you done we have been good students and we have made our own brides and grooms and harvested their powers just like you taught us. Ooh, so, just like you taught us. So that's what I'm saying is like they're That's why she was all Okay, that's why the the energy of that scene was so weird. It works. Yes. It really does work. When you go back and you think yeah, about this aspect okay. of it, 
she's like talking down to her, Ooh. but then she's also like, and I'm also going to get you. And that would be so scary. Yeah. The energy of that would have to be so well balanced. You would have to have Tessa Thompson. She could yeah. totally do it. She could do it. I think that would be an amazing scene uh, because you have to balance like what is happening here. You yeah. know, the audience would be like, what's going on right now? But it would then make sense later, yeah. just the same way it does here. And yeah. so to translate that on a screen, it would be so like cumbersome. But I think that it would it would end up working if you had the right team. Yeah. Wow, really cool. Yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. I think that really works. Yeah, going back and looking at that scene, it takes on uh, such a fucked up energy. Yeah. yeah. It's really yeah. cool. I dig that because she's almost playing with her food. There you go. It's, it's yeah. very rude, yeah. just like Dracula. <laughs> just like Dracula taught she's them. Very just like, like Dracula? Yeah, never mind. She's kind of almost like torturing the her the subject yeah. of her hunt there. It's a little fucked up, and I kind of love it. These red inset panels uh, are my favorite. I like the blurry shaky. Yeah, the blurry shaky, all that yeah. stuff is amazing. Yeah, I just and looked at... this fucking chaos. This is Incredible, what I... Th- yeah. I just looked at this forever, yeah. All this is really incredible. And they they take Dracula down and he's like, females. Yeah, never trust a dude that uses, uses the word females yeah. to refer to any human person. Oh, my God. I was this, like, what, uh, is Dracula an incel now? Mm, yeah. <laughs> this last one where they're all, the mouths are all pulling at ah, so I really good. like that. The, yeah, it's so good. I love the dog behavior. Yeah, dog or behavior. Or whatever, you know, you can tell that... Yeah. Uh, Erica Henderson either watched a lot of dogs or has a dog or, you know, is able to translate that really well. Um, especially where they ends up where they're just gnawing on the mm-hmm, skull. Yeah. Like, that's a very dog they would, thing, they right? Would. I, that's really funny. It makes me kind of laugh a I little love bit. I love it. I love it. Even though it's gruesome. It turns into Verona holding the skull and wiping her mouth. Bye, daddy, she says as she crushes it between her hands. Crush it. We cut to Los Angeles, 1974. So they devoured the Dracula. They did. They, did. they took mm. all his powers. Delicious. Right? A city in love with second chances. And we see Quincy Harker wake up, and the three brides are there. So it's kind of like, that kind of reminds me of in yeah. the movie, right? When he wakes up and yeah. the brides are there. Yeah. It's just a different vibe, but it's like some of that same imagery. They have the blood glasses or whatever, blood and the wine glasses. And yeah. Alira. I mean, they may be vampires, but they're classy. Yeah. Alira hands one to him. Welcome to the club, Quincy Harker. So he was bitten by Dracula. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's a he's a vampire now, right? Yeah. That's what I was assuming, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I think the colors, too, are also like, now we're in vampire, now you're in vampire world. Now you're in vampire world. land. This is the way vampire colors are. So um, I thought that was really cool. All right. The sigil above the end. Right. That's a sigil of Eligos. That's from the Lesser Key of Solomon. Eligos is a great duke of hell. He rules 60 legions of demons. Uh, he discovers hidden things and knows the future of wars. Oh. And he uh, tracks the favor of lords and knights and other important persons. Uh, depicted in the form often of a goodly knight carrying a lance. Ensign is a serpent. And the uh, Pseudomonarchia Demonum names his Elias as Abigor or Eligor. Or Eligor. Yeah, like if you like. I think we talked about him on the Hellboy book club as well. He's a guy that's in there too. Yeah, we get some great stuff in the sketchbook section. We see some of the designs, and that's where I saw the reference of the Mask of the Red Death too. There's a lot of great notes. I definitely recommend you know checking out some of these notes. Erica Henderson has some extensive details on the page design and of the layouts, and it really is it really does benefit you to 
look at it in the physical form or at least do the comicsology thing where you can look well, at both it, pages at the same time. It makes me want to go back and reread it because I read this once and then we did the thing. Yeah. And then we talked about it and now I'm like, oh, fucking awesome. And now yeah. I want to go and read it again. No, And that's why it's a fucking book club. Yeah, well, yeah. Exciting. Love it. Because I, I think I, I was so eager to devour this. Like I got so excited about reading it. Like it was so cool. That maybe my brain was like in overdrive and I couldn't fucking process what was going <laughs> yeah. on. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, th- that is interesting you say that because that is, you know, when I was doing my research, you know, I do see some of the reviews and what what they're saying. Not that I really, I wanted to read this book. I wanted because I've I've read it and I was like, man, we got to cover this on the show. But that that was some criticisms was that people were like, it moves too. It's it's. Too, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. I think, I think the storytelling just, is there. Yes. It's almost like we just did it's Miranda. It's your fault. You have to pace yourself. Yes. We just did Miranda yeah. where there are almost no words. Yeah. There are three words, three sentences, I think, throughout the entire yeah. book. And you have to slow yourself you down. You have to adjust yourself. Exactly. And I feel like when you watch old 70s movies, they're slow. And they are. The uh-huh. shots linger for a long time. And yeah. There's just shots of the city and stuff, mood mood shots, which is beautiful, which is beautiful and it. amazing. And it's, we love it's, it in it's cinema. Part of that whole but style. In our graphic yeah. novels, people don't have the fucking patience because it's there is this yeah. overarching idea of comic books as being a very specific fucking thing, and that thing is so fucking boring a lot of the time. And they're not people are not used to actual fucking art. Yeah, they're not used to some indie. Shit that are really determined to tell an actual story, and, and artistically, I, I'm, and so I'm so glad it was well received by you guys because yeah. this is one that I've been wanting to read for a while, and I was just like the first time I read, it, I was like, "Holy shit, this is fucking amazing!" You know, what I mean, it's so unique, and I recognized it as being amazing, yeah. but I wasn't even ready to take it all in. Right, and I'm, that's yeah. why I love going over it with yeah. you guys because it it it's it enables me to be like, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah. awesome, okay," and I go back and I can see it. Yeah. In right. new ways. Oh, you know, well, you were uh, gonna say things. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I read this earlier in the week. Uh, usually, I like I always wait until like the day before the day of. But I read this one earlier in the week, and I was just like, "Whoa!" And I sat on it for a day, and then like, I give me read a Keanu. It. Whoa. Uh, whoa 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 uh but then uh so i i sat on it for like a day and then i read it again the next day and i was just like man it's just so good the art was good the storytelling was good the pacing was good yeah. you know uh pacing is good yeah it is it works yeah the story i really do telling. i really and do think yeah. so i think that if 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 you've got an issue with the pacing uh check yourself slow yourself down slow a yourself bit. down slow your roll slow your roll um, read it again and uh, one thing that we didn't that I said we we're going to come back around to was also you were like, how can they kill Dracula and survive? You know what I mean? But they devoured him. Yeah. Yes. But they've also built themselves up with they've all these other people. Up. You know what I mean? They've they have their own brides and grooms that they're getting powers from. Looking on it again. Yeah. After having read it a second time with y'all. It's so obvious. It's so apparent. And yeah. I don't know why I never made that connection of like. They, this was a plan that they've been working on for a while. I will have to say, though, like, I, I didn't read it uh, with the double page going in the iPad uh, like we just right. did. Like we, I, I should have told you, yeah. But I, as I'm going through it now with you guys just looking at double page, I'm like, fuck, this is should have whole been, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I had, the, I had the physical copy, and yeah. I still, like, uh, managed to... I think also I was so like focused on like how cool it looked yeah. i maybe yeah. didn't 
take in all the information that I needed right, to. Right, yeah. So it's worth it's worth a second and a third read. For for just both for reasons. That, yeah. yeah, for both reasons. I love that. Um, and speaking of the physical version, you know, it's always important to support some local comic book stores, even if they're not in your area. Right. You know, I had I was lucky enough to order this graphic novel from Million Year Picnic. It's in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And Erica Henderson goes to this comic book shop. So I actually got this cool little uh, remark. remark in there. Oh, that's that so is cool. so awesome. You know, it's, uh, it's a little, it's a little bat, bat guy. There weren't any bats in this, were there? Not that I remember. I don't think there <laughs> were. But it's, I love it's Dracula. So it's Dracula. Yeah. Dracula. It's Dracula. Yeah. It's Dracula, so motherfucker. It's Dracula, motherfucker. That's cute. Really cool. I'm so glad you guys enjoyed this. Really not. Oh, yeah. This is really fun. This is great. This is a great start to spooky time. Yeah, spooky times. <laughs> yeah, spooky times. Excellent. All right. I'm excited to hear what you guys thought of this. I love being on the back foot sometimes because uh, it feels exciting. It yeah, feels yeah. like you're, you're like, wow. People, you know, you can still experience awe and wonder at, you know what I mean? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You're like, oh, yeah. I'm so glad I could. You get together could with your, get together with your friends and talk about graphic novels. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. All right. I'm excited to hear what you guys thought. And now Aubrey's going to say all the things. All right, everybody. Dracula, motherfucker. That was really good. I definitely recommend you go out and get this right now if you haven't already. And I also want to hear what you thought. I want you to send us a hey, you damn guys send at hey bookclubmembercomics at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bookclubmembercomics and on Twitter at bookclubmembers. And as always, you can find all of our resources on our Podbean website, our Facebook About section, and our link trees on Instagram and Twitter. And I guess also in the show notes too, right? Yes. John always writes very charming show notes. They're always cute and funny. Oh, you know what? They're cute and funny. Last time you said that, you were like, oh, you guys should look at the show notes. Like something happened with the formatting. No. And they were all garbled. Surely not. (laughs) Incredible. It was like with no spaces. Like Excellent. no spaces or formatting. They were just all crammed together. Wonderful. I don't know how that happened. And then I noticed it later and then I went in there and fixed it. But when you people said that, like, if people fuck? had looked at it right when you did it, it shouldn't be like that this time though. I fixed it quickly. But anyway, I thought it was funny. As always, a special thank you to Paul from Gotahan for the listener feedback theme. Thank, thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Uh, thank you, Only Beast, for the uh, theme song. You're welcome. Thank you, Ross, uh, for the logo and Matt for the banner. Thanks, guys. You can find the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. And if you're enjoying it, open it up and give us that five-star review. Every little bit helps. And if you're enjoying the podcast, tell a friend. Have them join the book club. Everybody wants to be a book club member. Book Do club it. Member. Uh, <laughs> What a lovely, lovely voice. A lovely, lovely voice. <laughs> oh, That's a lovely, lovely voice. Next week, we are reading Batman, The Doom That Came to Gotham. What's Batman's precious? <laughs> what, what's Tater's precious? Tell me, uh, where is Batman? But I much desire to speak with him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you guys know what to do. Pull out those digitals, omnis, trades. It's out there somewhere. You know how to find it. And join us next week on Book Club Member Comics. Thanks for listening, everybody. I'm John Salinas. I'm a big... Horrible Dracula monster with a billion eyeballs and mouths. <laughs> I'll get you. I'll fucking get you. And I'm already loving saying, that's my car down there. I ain't walking home. Yes. Walking home, no. <laughs>